Welcome to Adventures in Behaviour Change, the Little Challenges podcast, with me, Katie Elliott. It's a place to find ideas, inspiration, and practical tools to help make the messy business of being human just a little bit easier. Join us. My guest on today's show is Leslie Graney. Leslie is the founder of Random Acts of Nonsense, a project which encourages people to seize the moment, embrace ridiculousness, and make memories with the people they love. Leslie, welcome. Lovely to see you. I shouldn't say that, should I? It's lovely to be here. <laughs> And we can actually see each other, but nobody else can see you. They can't see the special badge that you're wearing oh. for today's conversation. Would you uh, like to describe it for us? Yeah, I've got a little badge on today uh, that has the word RARON on it. R-A-O-N. I don't think it's a real word, but it should be and hopefully will be in the dictionary at some point. It actually stands for Random Acts of Nonsense. And on my little uh, letters, I've got silly little things on them, a little bit of sneaky nonsense on each of the letters. And in fact, each of the letters represents uh, myself and my family, because there is four of us who are part of Random Acts of Nonsense. We've basically got, got a letter each. Sneaky bits of nonsense creeping in. I need to ask you, what is it about nonsense? Because when I think of you, I always think of the word nonsense in a lovely, lovely way. Well, nonsense, basically the principle of random acts of nonsense, or as we call it, raron, is just to stop, smile, laugh and create memories. And we've found, myself and my family, that the best way to do that is just to be a bit daft and a bit silly. Um, looking back on my own life, the things that really stick out beyond the big stuff, the weddings, the funerals, the, the really big stuff, the stuff that sticks out in my memory are the daft things, the, the nonsense things, the things your dad, mum and dad used to tell you that weren't true that you believed. Um, my history teacher, Mr. Walker, who told me, you see, I remember this and it's 100 years ago, who told me the Great Fire of London was started by Mr. Bunn on Pudding Lane and I believed him and that's why I remember it. It was Pudding Lane but his name wasn't Mr Bunn uh, but it was a bakery. So just this idea that silliness and nonsense makes you smile and laugh and it creates some really really good memories. So that's kind of the idea behind it and an antidote just to everyday life because you know there's a lot of bad stuff out there and a lot of bad things happen and sometimes you need a bit of an antidote to all that. So random acts of nonsense. So this is a project that you and your family have started up to encourage people to pause, smile and do silly things. Yeah. Yeah. We call them acts. You know, like every family have their own little things that they do. And it's not until you go to another family, you realise that not everybody does that. It's when you get a child in the back of the car with your kids and everybody's singing to the radio except the new child. You go, oh yes, not everybody does sing in the car. That's just a, a little thing that we do. And when the music stops through the tunnel, which is just up the road from where we live, then we try and carry on singing the song at the other side. Oh, that's just us that does that. You know, it's just those silly little things that you do uh, in your family. And then we gathered them together, the acts that we kind of do ordinarily. And we started sharing them with people and sharing them 
with friends to see if it made them laugh too. Um, and it can be anything. We've done some great ones over lockdown over the last few weeks, just because we've had the time and space to do it, really. My daughter's friend has a birthday on the same day as her. So they call each other twins. It's just a coincidence. And it was her birthday. And it was about the time we were allowed to pop out. And so we went out dressed in our best clothes. My husband had a tuxedo on and I had my best dress on. And we walked around our area to her house to put on the doorstep a gift for her birthday. And it just made everybody smile. It made us smile because it was a really random thing to do. People at the corner shop and the bakery were looking at us going, we look like we're going to an Oscar night. I mean, not quite as glamorous, but that's what we were heading for. And it just made everybody smile. And I'll remember that girl's birthday because we did that silly random act. And so will she. Nobody else of her friends walked to her door, knocked on the door, took two metres step back with their best clothes on. Just us, just us. Delightful thing to do. I want to hear more. Tell me more about the kind of nonsensical things that you've been up to. I know there are things involving googly eyes. Tell me about the googly eyes. Googly eyes is a great one. What's not to like about googly eyes? It started uh, by putting googly eyes on fruit and vegetables in supermarkets. Obviously, over current times, certain things aren't as easy to do. But basically, a sticker or a label with two googly eyes and put on any inanimate object, a light switch, some part of your computer, anything, will make you smile. On the kettle. Uh, we had one on a kettle and then the spout was its nose. And every time you turn the kettle on, that made you smile. Wearing odd socks. It, just to put on the odd socks, it saves you a couple of hours, Katie, pairing those socks up. So for once, just don't bother and wear odd socks. And you put them on, it'll make you smile. If somebody else notices if you deliberately got odd socks on, that'll make them smile as well. Uh, particularly if it's a serious event, a, a meeting or something like that, or for school, if you can get away with it. And like I say it saves you hours pairing them up. So odd socks is an easy one. We've got loads to be honest. And some are really easy, quick things to do and others take a lot more preparation. The big one we did in lockdown was Glastonbury. Obviously, we created our own Glastonbury Sea that had everything you'd normally expect at a festival from lanyards to posters. We had a lineup. Uh, we, we wore fancy dress, which goes without saying. We had a comedy corner. Didn't cost us an awful lot of pennies. It was just grabbing things from the house, but it was a real random thing to do. We had all the ideas that we would watch the Glastonbury coverage on the BBC. We didn't. We just made our own fun. <laughs> Comedy Corner was great. Just any old joke that you can think of uh, with a little stage. That went down well. Yeah. Big or little. As long as it makes you smile. Because while you're doing that, you don't think of anything else. While you're doing this thing, it's all consuming in the best possible way. It's really mindful. You're kind of quite carefree for the moment that you are putting a moustache on your own face and walking down the high street to see if somebody notices. You know, all you're thinking about is I've got a stick on moustache on right now. Is anybody going to notice? And, <laughs> and going into shops and buying things and just seeing people's reaction and trying to keep that deadpan. And that is all that you're thinking about. And it's a real lovely place to be. <laughs> That isn't something that I've done recently. I now feel inspired to go out into town and, and see if I can find myself some stick on the stuff or maybe just make some. I think pencil one in. I mean, and go big. I think if you're going to do it, it's like fancy dressing in our house. There's no point skirting around the edges. If, you, if somebody says get dressed up, then I mean, you've got to go for it whole hog. And you have to, if possible, make that handmade because then it is really starting to get ridiculous. I made my son's nativity costume when he was a shepherd out of some random material i found and made it too tight 
because I never measured it. I just sewed two seams up it. So then I had to put a big split in it. So he kind of sashayed in <laughs> as a shepherd <laughs> because I hadn't measured it right. And I'm from Yorkshire and we don't throw stuff away, you know. We're not going to mess about and think, oh, we'll get another one. No, no, no. You're wearing that one. I can't unpick it. So, yeah, so he was a sashaying shepherd because if you're going to make a costume, you've got to go for it in a big way. <laughs> don't buy one. And that sounds like a perfect example of, of a nonsensical thing that then sticks in the memory that nobody, certainly your son, is never going to forget that costume by the sound yeah, of there's, it. There's other bad things my son won't forget, probably mainly the fact that I packed in my swimming costume and not his on his first ever swimming lesson at school um, so, <laughs> and that's not a random act of nonsense that's just really bad mum moment that is but I think that's the one you'll remember more than uh, anything. Um, what, what's occurring to me Leslie is that you you and your family clearly have a real gift for nonsense some people listening might be thinking well that's all very well for them they seem to have the nonsense skill well developed here but but if i want to be more nonsensical how am i going to do that because this is all a bit unfamiliar for me i believe you're developing a little prompt that can help people to yeah. improve their their nonsense skills can you tell us a bit about the cards that you're producing we are doing some cards and i think what's important to say about the nonsense is that it genuinely is good for you like smiling and laughing is like you know scientifically proven to be a fabulous thing you know, it's good for your health, for your mental health. It, it actually, laughing, if you laugh enough, you, it can reduce your calories as well. You can burn fat with laughing, which is a great thing to know. But I think for us, it's, just, it's the nonsense gives us those opportunities to smile and laugh. And I think you're right, nonsense is quite a scary word, really. It would sound like it's got to be all bells and whistles and on a unicycle, shaking some maracas on the way to the superstore. But actually, it's just mostly just small small things and usually quite creative things and things you perhaps did when you were younger or you're a kid but maybe you've stopped doing and, and it's quite nice to do them again like defacing a newspaper or a magazine for example if you need to just cheer yourself up get a magazine if you're going to the dentist or something like that get one of those magazines and just start defacing them gradually with some horns or some glasses or maybe a pirate scar just something really simple like that which will make you smile for those few moments so yeah so all these little things that we do don't have to be massive but to encourage people we've got together 52 cards it's a basically a pack of cards but the pack of cards have all got a suggestion of how to be uh, a bit silly or add some nonsense into your life and we've used the cards so that there's something that you could use and play with often and you can use them as a pack of cards or you could delve into them for their, their nonsensical value, shall we call it. Uh, and it also worked out being four of us. There are four suits. So we've actually changed the pack of cards to be the suit of each of us in the family. So we've all got a little um, face stuck on the, on the cards, which is quite cute. And in those pack of cards... Each person represents a little bit of their personality. So Mackenzie, who is my son, who's now 11, he's a scientist, he's a science kind of boy. He's a reader, he's a fact man. He's the man who knows lots of numbers after pi. 
that's where he likes to roll. So all Mackenzie's random apps have kind of got a sciencey, reading-y type feel to them. Um, my husband, he likes his music. He's a festival goer. Uh, he likes photography. So all of his acts have kind of got a music, well, he likes food as well, food and photography feel. Elsa, who's our daughter, she is nine. And she is, I mean, I don't know where she gets it from, but she's kind of a bit of a stage girl. I don't know. A bit of a jazz hands girl. Uh, so hers are all dazzle and dares and being a little bit mischievous. And I'm just random. So I get all the random things. And we've done it in cards because the ace, and the twos and the threes, they're quite easy. Not very much prep. Kind of just can do it quite quickly. And then as you get higher up the scale, higher up the ranks, they get more tricky. So by the time you get to Jack, Queen and King, you're going to have to invest a little bit of time and effort to create these random acts of nonsense moments. And you can play with them as you like. I mean, you can ignore them for a while, take one if you want. Plan to do one every week because it's 52 or just go crazy in the summer holidays because we all need a little bit of entertainment during that time. It's up to you how you use them, really. I'd hate to dictate it because that wouldn't be random, would it? <laughs> you must do it like this don't be random or silly do it exactly as i say that wouldn't work really <laughs> <laughs> what a fantastic idea you know that i like cards too i'm really really excited to get a pack of your cards but i want to ask you why why nonsense oh, that's a if, big you, question, isn't it? if you want to tell us why why nonsense why uh, are you doing this, this is, i put this off to be honest because this is the hard bit um why nonsense because in the worst possible way, we were reminded that carpe diem, you have to seize the day because life is short. And on the 16th of August, uh, 2018, I was told that my life was going to be short. Um, I was told that what had originally been diagnosed as primary breast cancer, um, unfortunately, wasn't. And so the children's reaction to that because we've been honest with them from the beginning, from finding a lump to go into the doctors, they've known about the whole story. I came back from an appointment with an oncologist. We really didn't think it was going to be a yes. We thought it was caught in time, but that appointment didn't go the way any of us thought, even the oncologist. And uh, my cancer had spread to a small area in a rib. Uh, and that was the difference between secondary and primary cancer, which now makes my diagnosis, uh, I have incurable. Uh, life-limiting cancer and it was actually the children's reaction was the random acts of nonsense it was their reaction to the situation made us run into the sea that day um, we live by the beach it's not such a long run uh, but we ran into the sea as a family and that was kind of our first act of nonsense really and it seems a bit out there until you kind of realize that a few weeks before that we were with an incredible group of people called the Flying Seagulls, a group of people that we are inspired by and love. The Flying Seagull Project are a charity that work in difficult situations to try and bring a play to kids in really bad circumstances. Uh, their focus over the last few years has been refugee camps. But in the summertime, they're at the festivals, doing their thing, and we'd seen them when the kids were quite young. And then just before my diagnosis, we'd been to another festival and we saw them again. And for the whole weekend we were with them, we were waiting for results of the scan. For the whole weekend we were with them and our kids were playing and being daft and doing nonsense with the circus skills primarily with the Flying Seagulls. Circus skills and performance. Mackenzie actually said at the end of that weekend that he'd forgotten that mummy was ill. And I said that to the founder of the Flying Seagulls, an amazing man called Ash Perrin, and said, 
you do amazing things in refugee camps and you give people a lot of hope and love but just to say this weekend you've really touched my family and so yeah so it was after that weekend I think a week or so afterwards we got the results not the results we wanted and so the kids kind of just did some daft reflected from that that weekend and it kind of grew from there really I think you know you don't know how you're going to react to cancer do you I mean I'd just run the Brighton Marathon the month before I was diagnosed and we think it's going to happen to somebody else and I think that was definitely my thought I was fit um it's not going to happen to me type of thing and um and then it does uh, and it kind of really blows you out the water but people don't know how to support you or what to say and it is an absolute minefield having cancer I react most of the time very well but it can only take a little thing to, to, to lose my focus and my determination. When I was first diagnosed, I didn't have any determination at all. I, I was happy to, to walk into the sea and keep walking, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, and so people don't know what to say, especially when it's secondary, you know, I think particularly with breast cancer, most of the publicity out there is pink and fluffy and doable and winning the battle. And that's not the whole picture. And it's not pink and fluffy, believe me. Um, and... I suppose when I was initially diagnosed, I felt pink and fluffy because that's what my brain told me that this was going to be all right and people survived this. And, and that was a story I was being told. And then when the, the, the conversation changed, people didn't know what to say. What do you say to somebody? What do you say to somebody? And, you know, even I struggle with that. Um, you know, certain conversations are really hard to have with me and people don't know if they talk about the future and people don't know. They can't even ask me how I am because even that's a loaded question. Well... Let me tell you. <laughs> so, um, so the random acts of nonsense actually started as a WhatsApp group. So we sent the running into the sea thing to our friends and people really responded it because they didn't have to ask me how I was because they could see how I was. And then we did the next thing we did was with the moustaches and the response was incredible. We haven't got many friends, but they all answered with their own interpretation of a moustache. And we shared that moment and I forgot about what was going on. They'd forgotten about what was going on and it just became a way of communicating. Uh, and then we kept going and we sent out another one and people responded even better. And so it became a real focus for me and for the children, but also for other people. Nobody had to say, how are you? It was obvious I was okay, um, that I was doing well. Um, when you have secondary breast cancer, you know, I haven't lost my hair. Um, it's a different kettle of fish. I had my hair cut really short because I thought I was going to lose my hair on chemotherapy and then it didn't. And now I've got short hair <laughs> and I didn't need to. I could have kept it long. Um, so, so yes, um, it, yeah, and it snowballed from there, really. We went from doing random acts of nonsense on a WhatsApp. We ended up having a festival because that's what you do to say, to say thank you to your friends. And we started raising money for Macmillan. So that's always been a big part of random acts of nonsense has been um, social conscience and giving back. Macmillan have been amazing. Uh, so we started raising money for them with the stuff that we did. And then we took it another step and we really went out of our comfort zone and created memories by performing on... 2019 Brighton Fringe Festival. <laughs> you see, this is when it all starts going scary. Um, so I just signed us up to be a part of the festival. I wanted to, I've always wanted to perform at a festival, never have, and uh, Carpe Diem. Uh, and my husband came back and what, what have you done? We signed us up to the Brighton Fringe Festival, the four of us. <laughs> What's it going to be on? Don't know yet. How long is it? Don't know, it's world premiere. So we, we made up a show, the four of us. Now, I am a drama teacher, so it's not as 
off the wall as it sounds. But when I used to direct shows at school, people did as they were told. When you try and do it with your family, not a chance. Uh, so it was quite stressful getting a show together. And so, yeah, we put on a performance at the Macmillan Centre in, in Brighton. We raised nearly 600 quid. And we were supposed to do it again this year. We were going to do Raw on 2, backed by popular demand. Uh, but then COVID uh, knocked that out of the park. So we couldn't do that. We'd also got lots of super, super duper more plans to make it bigger and better that are kind of just kind of bubbling at the moment because of uh, the current climate. But yeah, the cards are re nearly ready to go, to be fair. And we've got another, we've got another little stash in the background. We've got more ideas after that, if these go okay. But it's just about having time with your family. And it shouldn't take my diagnosis to make that foremost. We were doing a lot of these things anyway, but it does focus the mind and, and it does make you realise that the laughing and the memories, especially with the kids, are super duper important. Probably the most important thing, really. And just, sometimes just going out of your comfort zone and taking that little extra step that doesn't take much time, really. It really doesn't take that much time. It just takes a little bit more effort and it will, it will be worth it a million times over that for example we just finished the schooling with the kids we made certificates when they left school it took me to five minutes and we did a little celebration assembly with them but they'll remember those certificates and they'll have those certificates and me thinking about those certificates makes me smile and it's created a memory we could have just stopped but we didn't we just made a little bit of something and that's what's good about the acts is you enjoy them while you do them but also they kind of bubble in your tummy and so when you think about the stuff the daft stuff we've done it makes you smile again so it's like i don't know it's like heartburn but better it comes back <laughs> it's really nice <laughs> maybe heartburn was a bad example um but it, it's really nice um my daughter does little devils which is basically changing things around the house that you see every day until you notice. So she turns pictures upside down or she puts sticky mustaches on photos until we've seen that she's done it and just moves stuff around, like really childish things, you know. And, and so that happens all the time in our house and it's not a really big thing, but you know, if you could see me, I am smiling, thinking about the mustache on Mackenzie's school photograph, which took me quite a while to realize she'd done that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's the full story. You know, we are where we are. This is the, the hand that we've been dealt. And if you're given a lemon, as we have been as a family, then you make lemonade. But you also make lemonade for everybody that you can and remind them that lemonade's really good and a really good thing to do. Uh, and that's the idea behind the cards, really. Um, to create memories for our own families, but also for people to create memories with their own. I don't think I breathe through all that, did I? I don't know, just ramble. If if you didn't, then you've got remarkable lungs. Um, amazing. I should be. Absolutely amazing. But I just want to say thank you. Thank you for sharing the whole story. Yeah, I know. The whole story is, sometimes I wish it wasn't, obviously because of my own health reasons, but it would be nice if, if we were doing this stuff all the time, you know? And this has been a tricky time with COVID, you know, because we've got both seas to deal with. And so a lot of the stuff that we wanted to do, particularly with Raron, you know, we weren't being allowed to do it for months now. Uh, you know and for somebody uh, in my situation that's a hell of a long time so it's been quite frustrating I think we've tried to make raw on a big part of lockdown and that's why the cards have, have really come to the forefront because not only have we got the cards we've done a video was doing every single act and that has been hilarious doing that over lockdown because um, it's all right to write it down on a card isn't it and you go 
love it but then you have to actually go and do it and so we've had hours and hours of fun doing videos just on our phones nothing professional um doing all these acts that we said you would enjoy and believe me you will because we've done them all we've videoed them all you can watch us doing them and and just looking daft and silly and even if you don't participate just seeing the videos alone will be funny enough. <laughs> well even the thought of it is making me giggle and um I can't wait to get a pack of cards and I'm actually going to get some cards from you and do a little, a little competition and a giveaway at my end because I'm sure lots of people would like to <laughs> try them out for themselves. So I'll be sharing all of that information on the website. Do you have a little challenge for me? Something Ron related, ideally. Ideally. Well, I don't. We've got 52 of them, Katie, she says, as she promotes the cards. But my, my challenge would be just to, just to embrace a little bit of daftness in your life. Just allow yourself to be a little bit silly, even if it's the smallest thing. Um, wear an odd pair of shoes with a slightly different heel and walk to work and see that it doesn't make you smile. Um, that's not my challenge, but I don't want to be precise about it. That wouldn't be in the keeping of randomness, but just to, to sprinkle a little bit of raw on glitter into your life somewhere. Not every day, it have to be every day, but just to embrace just a little bit of silliness, just be a bit more deft, because that's what life's all about, really. Yes. And with that in mind, if people want to see what you're up to, if they want to know how they can order the cards, where do they go? How can they find you? Uh, we have a website, which is called Random Acts of Nonsense. Um, I'm on Instagram as well, which I try and put the odd thing on there. Again, Random Acts of Nonsense. We're doing new challenges all the time. So if you want to keep up with us, then look on the website or look on Instagram. Thank you so much. I'd love to chat more, but I need to go and find myself a pen and draw on a fake moustache right now. So we're going to have to end it there. I'll hold, I'll hold you to that. I want, <laughs> I want photographic proof, please. <laughs> Leslie, thank you so much. Well, thank you so much, Katie. It's been lovely to spend time with you. Thanks for listening. If you know someone who might enjoy today's episode, please pass it on. And if you'd like to hear more from Adventures in Behaviour Change, subscribe on iTunes. Last but not least, if you'd like to help me grow the podcast, please leave an iTunes review. Each one makes a real difference. Until next time, bye for now. Adventures in Behaviour Change is brought to you by The Little Challenges Project. To find out more, visit littlechallenges.com.